Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Tech Doctor podcast. Boy, we are spanning the time zones today, as always, but in an odd way. It's uh, seven in the morning for me, recording time, eight for Allison and our special guest, and 10 p.m. in the evening for the good tech, Dr. Woodbridge. So, good morning, Allison. How are you? Good morning, Robert. I'm doing okay. I don't don't remember the last time I saw 8 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we used to do this podcast a long time ago, early in the mornings on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. And, and it was especially early for you because you were in California. California, then. yep. But yeah, it's been a long time. Mostly we've been we've been recording in the evenings now. Mm-hmm. So I understand, Dr. Woodbridge, that you have been down with a bad cold, but you're starting to feel better. I'm so glad. How are you? The problem is I've got to do my radio program probably pre-recording tomorrow. So I'm just going to have to say this is my new radio podcasting voice that I've decided to change my voice box. So we'll see how it goes. Sounds lovely, and you're going to terribly disappoint your your listeners next week when you're back yeah, to your no, old back to normal, <laughs> old normal boy. Never mind. But you you sound good. Thank you for being here uh, at this That's time nice. of, of an evening for you. No, I'm I'm fortified by a particular beverage because it is late late evening here in Australia, so I'm allowed to have this beverage that's currently in my cup with ice in it. So um, I, I shall keep sipping upon it while we do the podcast. Just don't rattle it too much. No, that's true. <laughs> Make us all thirsty. Indeed. All right. Well, we are really excited today to have a special guest with us to talk about a new, fairly new product from a company called uh, Zoom. This is uh, the Zoom uh, audio recorder company. Uh, they have a new product that um, has turned out in, in a lot of ways to be quite usable, quite accessible by blind people who want to do podcasting and make recordings. And we're we're very happy to have uh, Tim Cummings on the podcast. Tim recently did a really great podcast for Jonathan Mosen, Mosen at Large, detailing exactly what the PodTrack P4 is, how to use it, what to purchase if you want to get one, so forth and so on. I will definitely link to that podcast in the show notes. But I thought it'd be great fun to have Tim on to talk a little bit about the the pod track and to to help people understand a little more about what it's about more from the tech doctor perspective of kind of examining what you can do with it and so forth without needing to go into all the details of exactly how to use it. So Tim, you are you are a very familiar voice to me. I'm beginning to wonder did you not do some uh, recordings years ago for Ed Potter and Playback Magazine? I did. I did. I not only did recordings for Ed Potter and Playback, I did some presentations for Main Menu back in the day. Yes. And I was also um, a, a big fan of, uh, and I think I... I think you did some stuff for this too, Robert, of Blind Cool Tech, of course. Yeah. I did some things for that as well. So I, I go back a long, a long way uh, in the whole technology field and, and also kind of, I've always been into audio. I'm a, I'm a Gold Wave user from way, way, way back. Yes. So, yeah. So. Well, I just want to say, uh, uh, you know, my my gratitude to you for all that you have 
taught me and others uh, over the years and uh because I, I know that 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 the, the microphones and recorders and audio gear is a real interest of yours and a real area of expertise of yours. So, thank you for taking some time to be on this podcast this morning. Oh, it's great to be here with you and Allison and David, and it's fun uh, spanning all these different time zones. And I'm I'm glad we we got to we got to record this. This is I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the P4, and and I'm excited about being here. This is great. Tell us a little bit about you and and what you're doing these days. And we, we it was fun to delve back into the history for a minute. But what what's, what's happening with Tim Cummings these days? I was doing accessibility uh, technology training for a while uh, here at Perkins School for the Blind in Watertown, and then because of the pandemic, um, I started working from home. And obviously, we couldn't go out to do home visits and that kind of thing. So I'm actually doing um, customer service from them at, for, for them at home. I've been uh, at home since last March, and I have to say I'm really loving the short commute. And uh, so that's kind of my day job. I still do a lot of dabbling in audio. I edit two podcasts, one that my wife does, and of course the Cooking in the Dark podcast, which has been around forever and ever and ever. All that keeps me pretty keeps me pretty busy. It's a small world, you know. I I happen to be testing my uh, PodTrack P4 on Clubhouse the other night, and r- had the pleasure of speaking briefly with your wife. So, uh, oh, it's, awesome, it's, awesome! It's funny how yeah, yeah. how things like that happen sometimes. Let's do um, talk a little bit, if we can, first of all, about just kind of. The, the state of Zoom uh, recorders in general before we narrow down to the to the PodTrack P4. I've always had the impression that accessibility has not been universally designed into them the way that I would like to see it. And blind people have had to develop cheat sheets, figuring out how to manipulate the menus and, and you can't read the, the, the LCD displays. And I guess I'm, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts about that, Tim? I mean, it, it feels like it's almost like, um, you know, it's, it's doable, but it's challenging in some ways. Yeah. If, if, if you just draw a little comparison, for example, between most of the zoom recorders out there and say this whole slew of Olympus recorders that we've seen that, that, gives you a really stark contrast. Things like, you know, the Olympus LS100 and the LS14. And the newest generation of Olympus recorders actually have, you can actually even set the clock. Um, So, you know, they've got voice feedback built in, whereas Zoom has never seemed to kind of um, go down that road. Um, Some of the more inexpensive Zoom recorders like the uh, Zoom, what is it, H1, were, you know, fairly accessible. Um, but even even those, you know, you had to count button presses and things like that. So I don't, I agree with you. I don't think that accessibility has really, for the most part, been on Zoom's radar. Yeah, and those of us on this podcast are spoiled, I think, in some ways by Apple, which has their devices accessible right out of the box. And you mm-hmm. can, of course, set the clock and do everything else you need to do to get the device set up. Allison, have you had uh, any experience with, with, with Zoom recorders before? I had an H1. Oh, my 
gosh, I can't even remember how long ago it was. It's It's been out for a while, hasn't it, Tim? It- yes. Yeah. And in fact, there's a, I think they have a newer model now, the H1, I forget what it's called, but there's like a new and improved H1. But yeah, I would say it's been out at least for probably, I'd say maybe 10 years. And it honestly may have been 10 years ago when I last played with it. And I remember being able to to do the things that I wanted to do with it, which was at that point, just make basic stereo recordings and play them back and get them off of the card and put them on my computer. But yeah, I remember even with those, the menus and being very frustrating and having to, having to count button presses and such. And as I've gotten a little bit older, I've gotten more patient about such things, I think. But besides the Olympus recorders that I also have played with a little bit, I've not really found anything outside of the iPhone recorders that have uh, accessibility built in. That having been said, with enough patience, you can use um, even something still like the like the H1 or the PodTrack P4, like we're going to talk about. That is so fascinating to hear you say that about patience, Allison, because for me, it's just the opposite. I've gotten less patient, like seeing, (laughs) seeing what can be done if a company puts its resources and engineering talent to it, i.e. Apple, for example, has made me much less patient. I think, David, what about you? Do you, do you, as you, I know you're always traveling around the world doing podcasts everywhere. Uh, do you, do you use a zoom recorder or do you have any experience with them or do you have patience or, or, or what's the deal? Tell, tell the truth here. <laughs> I always tell the truth. What are you talking about? Um, no, look, I'm still using the same mixer that I started using back in 2011. It's a Beringo mixer and it's an extremely basic one, but, as Tim was talking, um, I went and had a look at the Zoom P4, the P4, and I just thought, oh my god, it's got four XLR mic inputs, it's got four output jacks, and I thought, wouldn't this be cool? Because I'm starting to run exploring tech webinars, so I'm doing, I'm going to start doing a like a, a drop-in tech hour on the weekends for Business Australia clients, and a few other things, and I thought, oh, cool, I could be just literally sitting there around a table with four people using proper microphones, XLR mics, and just have really good audio. So, um, yes, I'm getting very tempted now just to press the buy button on the shop here in Australia because it sounds really cool. But I'm going to be really interested to hear about um, Tim's comments because it actually sounds like a really good recorder. Um, I mean, I've never played with a Zoom recorder before. Um, I've put most of my money that I buy for tech and the products that I demonstrate um, from that point of view, but I haven't really focused on much recordings because I haven't had anybody whinging at me about, you know, come on, well, Bridget, you've been podcasting for 10 years, can't you change your, your blasted audio stuff by now? So um, no, I, I think it sounds extremely interesting. It is. And, you know, um, I think for, for me, Tim, the, the, I'm going to ask you if you would please in a minute to, to, describe the the p4 a little bit and kind of give people some some ideas of what its capabilities are what it's used for but i think for me you know it's just kind of interesting that it's it's almost accidentally pretty accessible in that it does have uh knobs and buttons and switches that are that are tactile 
although the state of those switches oh, switches are, 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 are discernible, but the state of the mute buttons, for example, are not really discernible because they, they use lighting to show whether something is muted or not. But of course, you can hear whether a channel is muted in your headphones. So there, there's a gr- great workaround there. But I mean, it, it's almost accidentally accessible, except for uh, when you first take it out of the box, you're going to have to get someone to help you uh, set the date and time because that's really important because that's how it keeps track of, of, of the file names is by stamping them with, with date and time. But, but if you don't mind, since, uh, since we, we know, uh, uh, David Woodbridge has his finger on the buy button and we'll, we'll soon press the button. Go ahead and tell us, tell us a little bit about the, the, the P4, what it is, what it looks like and how you might use it. If, if you would, please. Sure. It's basically three things in one. It's, it's a recorder. It's a USB uh, interface as well as uh, an iPhone or Android phone interface and a mixer. And it's not as fancy as the Mackie mixer that I have here on my desk. But um, it's, uh, you know, it's all those three things rolled into one in a very small footprint. It weighs, you know, about 10 ounces and... It's about four inches wide and six inches long. So it's it's a pretty small unit, and it runs off of either AC power or it can run off of a USB brick or it can run off of batteries, either alkaline, NIMH, or um, you know some other type, two, two AA batteries. So it's got multiple power sources. And if you look at the unit on one end of the unit, you'll see it's got four... Uh, as we talked about before, it's got four XLR female jacks, so you can plug in four microphones. And at the opposite other end of the unit, it's got four 3.5 millimeter or eighth inch jacks for plugging in four sets of headphones. So you really can actually, as David said, you can have four four people live connected up to this unit. And then on the top of the unit it's got a series of of knobs as you referred to robert knobs and buttons one nice thing about this unit as opposed to kind of standard mixers is every microphone channel has its own switch to enable or disable phantom power so you can be using a condenser mic on one channel and a dynamic mic on another channel it's got channels three and four in addition to that you can channel three. You can directly, either directly or via Bluetooth. I I recommend a direct connection because I think you get better quality. But you can directly connect the P4 to your iPhone or your iPad. With the newer iPhones, obviously, you would need to use the Lightning to eighth inch adapter. And the Channel four, you can directly connect, which I have, which I have connected up now because I'm using the P4 as, as an interface, audio interface. You can directly connect up to your Mac or PC, and you don't need any drivers to do this. Once you hook it up, your your computer automatically sees it as as an audio interface. Um, just two other quick things: the P4 has four built-in sound pads where you can store 
different sounds or different audio clips that you might want to use in your podcast, and, and you can trigger each one of those. And then the other thing I would say is that the P4 as a recorder, a recording device, and uh, two things. One is it it records at 44 kilohertz, 16-bit. So for people who are real audiophiles, they might complain about that because they might want higher sampling rates or bit rates. But I think for podcasting, audio podcasting, it's pretty adequate. And when you use the P4 as a recorder, you get two recordings. You get one recording, which is a mix of all the microphones and everything that you're recording that come, comes out in one WAV file. But then you also get separate audio tracks. So if you're editing with something like Reaper or um, some other multi-track audio editor, you can break out all the audio into separate tracks, which is kind of a neat feature at this at such a low price point. Yeah, and it records all, all those files onto an SD card. Yes. And so it's very convenient to take that card out and put it into your uh, computer or to an SD card reader and work with your files that way to bring them into to Amadeus Pro, which is what I use on the Mac or Goldwave or whatever editor you use. And I found that the recordings are very nice, actually. I mean, it, it does a good job on on the recording end, in my experience. Um, I obviously listened to uh, the podcast that Tim did for, for Jonathan Mosen to to get details because there there is a a special audio cable uh, that you need to to connect your iPhone or Android phone to the P4 so that the the, the cable is what causes the iPhone to bypass its internal. Uh, microphone and use the microphone from from whatever you got plugged into the to the P4, um, and also Tim, you know, I sort of discovered by accident that um, you you that in addition to using a, a USB brick to power the P4, uh, you can also simply plug it into the the USB port on your computer and I mean which makes perfect sense when you think about it but that will power it as well it's just that you have to make sure to plug the the plug the other end of the cable into the correct port on the P4 there are two uh, USB-C ports on the P4 one for providing power and one for connecting and turning the the, the P4 into a USB interface. So, I mean, th they thought of a lot of stuff with this little device. It's amazing how much is crammed in there when you really think about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And the other thing that, that we didn't mention is the whole mix minus issue, which is huge. So if you're, say, recording uh, a, a FaceTime call with somebody, how do you prevent them from hearing themselves coming back? But with the P4, if you're using it, directly connected up to your iPhone with the with the cable that we talked about, the TRRS to TRRS cable, it creates the mixed minus so somebody's not going to hear themselves coming back when you're uh, when you're speaking with them. And if you're using it with a computer, you just um, turn the mixed minus, get the mixed minus turned on in the menus and um, um, so you, you alleviate the same problem. The other thing I wanted to just quickly say for anybody who's a real kind of audiophile is the P4 has 
70 dB of audio gain, which is more than most mixers. So even if you're using something like a, a Shure SM7B, which is a very popular microphone, but it's a very low sensitivity microphone, something like the P4 can drive it with no problems. And that's the, that's another thing that really attracted me to the P4. Mm. Tim, I've got I've got two questions up front already. <laughs> um, with, with the Zoom, I know what I like about my mixer at the moment is that I can actually monitor my mic input directly from me talking straight into the mixer, which means I can monitor whether I'm actually doing this and going off mic and coming back on again. Can you do that with the Zoom, or do you have to actually use, say, Amadeus Pro on the Mac and turn sort of the the live playback on so you know that you're talking directly into the microphone or not? Oh no. So if you've got, if you've got headphones plugged into the P4, you can hear everything that's coming out of the P4, including ah, your own microphone audio. Excellent. That's yeah. good. And, and can you hear the other people's uh, levels as well? Yes. So I'm, I've got the P4 hooked up to my PC at the moment. So mm. channel two is my microphone audio and channel four is the audio that's coming back from, from Zoom, from from all of you guys, so I can hear that yeah. without any problem. Yeah, you can actually hear everything through your headphones that's that's coming in and out of the P4. But the, mm. it's also beautiful that if you're recording live with someone and they have their headphones on, they have their own ability to adjust to adjust their headphone volume to wherever they like it because each channel right. has its own headphone volume. Mm. It, it, it's amazingly well thought through in my opinion what you can mm. do with it. i mean it's just it's it's a podcaster's dream in many ways honestly <laughs> my second question tim was the fact that i'm assuming because it's not really a mixer i can't look if i'm going to demo say the amazon echo dot you know fourth generation and i want to plug it into that and just record the audio output i can't do that with the zoom actually you could if he had like a, a xlr to um eighth inch you could uh, you could plug the um the dot into one of the channels when i'm doing my podcast for work and demos and that sort of stuff that's what i really i, I really need to do i need to do a, a proper sort of input recording of the voice output of whatever thing i'm using um because what i'm trying to get to now is doing because i really am starting to do video podcasting now so i'm, I'm trying to get you know, people say, oh, I just use the iPhone. You can do both, you know, video and audio recording. But when you've got the, you know, the iPhone sitting on a stand mm -hmm. looking down at an object and you're sitting more than a, you know, two feet or three feet away from the mic, it really does sound quite degraded. And I thought this would be another great example of having, you know, having the fantastic camera on the iPhone 12 Pro doing the video, but having the Zoom doing the fantastic recording quality. Oh yeah, I, that that would be great, and I agree with you. And I mean, just just to digress for a second, the iPhone itself is makes great makes great recordings. It's an amazing device um, for what it does. And there's a whole bunch of which I'm sure you're familiar with, David. There's a whole bunch of uh, microphones, Lightning and otherwise, that you can get for the iPhone itself that plug directly into mm. the iPhone. That you know. Yep the MV88 and a bunch of other things, which are amazing. How about you, Allison? What, what comes up for you when you hear all this? Well, I'm just really excited. I listened to your demo, Tim, and it was fabulous. I though tend to get a little overwhelmed. And again, maybe this 
since I'm a more patient version of me now, it won't be such an issue. But I know that when I've tried to use things with a ton of different buttons and inputs and knobs and things in the past, I would sometimes get a little overwhelmed as to where I was and what I needed to adjust. And it sounds like the layout though of this particular recorder is makes enough sense that I should not have that issue. Would you say that's the truth? Oh yeah. I, I, and I think Robert would agree with me on this. It's, it's a very logical, it's a very logical layout. I mean, at one end of the unit, you have all of your kind of microphone, you know, adjustments. Mm -hmm. And then at the other end, or of course you have all your headphone adjustments. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it is a very logical layout. And the fact that you can um, hear everything that's going on. So you can tell when you're muted or not muted, Mm -hmm. you can, the, the switch that controls whether you're using phantom power or not is, is a slide switch that, you know, clicks into place so you can tell, um, yeah, they've done. I think they've done a very good job in terms of um, layout. Now, Robert, I'm just curious if you um, if you did what I did. Did you use lock dots or something on your microphone adjustments, or how do you, or did you? Um, what did you do in terms of that? Because that's what I did, just so I knew kind of where things were. Um, yeah, I think what what you did is a good idea. I haven't done that yet. I, I may. I haven't found too much problem with you know just kind of getting accustomed to uh turning it about halfway if that's what what's working for me with a particular channel but but yeah i think lock dots may be a good idea um the other thing you know that i did which just was more of kind of an experiment is when i originally took mine out of the box and got ready to set it up i did it using a an an ira agent i pointed my phone camera at the screen and she could see the menu options and walk me through setting the the date and time and so forth. You're going to want to set the date and time. Uh, you're going to want to turn on mix minus for the channels that that uh, are in the menu. Uh, it's already on for the channel three for the iPhone. And you're going to want to format the SD card with sighted assistance because uh, apparently the P4 likes to do its own formatting. Um, but once once you've done those three things, you know, you got a pretty accessible unit um, for doing most of what we want to do, but you do have a point, Tim. It might people may find it helpful to put some sort of dots on those knobs so that you can tell exactly kind of where it's positioned. That that is a good point. Yeah. The other thing is, um, and I forgot to mention this too. The other thing that that and this is on by default is each microphone channel has a built-in limiter, and a built-in low-cut filter, which is really nice. Yeah, and I find those to be, at least for my voice and for what I typically record, I find the fact that they're on by default is the way that I I want them. Yeah. Now, have you tried, um, I I forget, are you using the high OPR 40 for your main microphone there? I am. I am. Have Have you tried it with the P4 and how does it, how does it, how have you find that it works? You know, I haven't yet, but I, I'm I'm confident that that the Heil would be fine as long as you turn the phantom power on. Yes, yes, yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it would work well. Back to what you were saying, Allison. I think knowing you the way I do, I think you would find this this uh, 
this pod track really easy to work with. Um, Good. you know, minus the fact that, that you have to do, you need some assistance to do the initial setup. Um, sure. that's easy enough with Ira. Yeah. It, 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 that worked pretty well for me, um, getting, getting it done with Ira. Um, you know, I, I don't know, Tim. It, it's it's a little bit frustrating to me that the uh, th- there there are four buttons: the the menu button, the play button, the stop button, and the record button. It's a little frustrating that we don't have any way of telling, especially about that record button, whether wh- whether you're currently recording or not. Um, I find that I tend to do a test recording because you can do a recording and play it back right there on on the p4 it'll play but if you press play it'll play back the most recent recording that you've made and then just kind of assume okay the next time i press the record button it's more than likely going to be recording because uh it worked last time but but i mean have you found any other reliable uh work around that, that that is a little bit i'm a little bit concerned about that you'd have to be careful that you that you have pressed it and got it recording as opposed to have pressed it and stopped the recording if that makes sense yeah some people have made suggestions to zoom because in some of their other recorders um they do have an option that when you uh when you press record you do hear like a a tone or something in your headphones so i think that's something that they could probably pretty easily implement so you would actually know for sure that you are recording. The way it works now, if if you're recording, of course, if you press stop, it stops the recording. And if you're recording and you press, play, I think it's play, that will pause the recording. And then if you press play again, that'll start the recording. But you're right. There's no good auditory way at this point of knowing that you're recording. But hopefully, um, you know, they make take may take people's suggestions and mm. institute something like that. Cause I don't think it would be difficult to do because the other thing about the P4 is they, you can, you can get, they, they do, you know, um, have, have software updates for it occasionally. So, um, so I think it's something that they definitely could implement. Mm. I, I was, the other question that just popped into my mind too, I, I've made the mistake in the past of buying, microphones for my iPhone that basically once I plug it in via the lightning, the 3.5 mil adapter, I actually lose voiceover because the plug-in mic is just a mic. There's no monitoring option on <laughs> on the microphone. So when you plug in the, the P4 via the lightning 3.5 mil jack, can you still hear voiceover coming through the P4? Um, yes. Yes. Um you you can you can still hear it coming through the P4. So it comes through the P4 just like it would come through your mixer if you plugged it in. Your, your, your uh, okay. well, you just mixer. hear it through your headphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I was I was talking to a bunch of Apple product managers here in Australia a couple of weeks ago because I mentioned I was doing videos and they went, oh, you must go out and buy this lovely microphone that journalists use. And like for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a very popular one apparently. And um, I went ahead and bought it, and I, only, I, I could only use my iPhone with a braille display. It completely stopped voiceover from talking. Mm. And I thought, 
this is because uh, it, it mentioned that same cable tin that you mentioned the the trrs for the ring ring type stuff yes um and i thought oh okay well i've got the right i've got the right cable and yeah i, I completely lost voiceover so i get very wary when people start saying to me oh yeah look you can plug this microphone into the into the iphone it works and i thought yeah well you don't use voiceover so i'm, I'm a bit so i've just wasted like i think this thing was like 300 dollars. so i thought oh my god wow just, you know yeah 300 down the drain this time so i mean it wasn't the i mean the you know side of people don't know the fact that they have to take into account voiceover but then that's good to hear that um the zoom won't have that issue now there are some Mics that actually come with a cable that ha that has a um, a headphone jack on it, so you can you can actually monitor. And right. I can, yeah, I can, uh, I can, I can get in touch with you, Dave, and send you some information about mm. some recommendations if you're interested. Something yeah, like that. No, that'd, so. be, that'd be great because it's a, it's a, I'll, I'll when we get in touch with each other, I'll, I'll let you know the the brand of us. But I was just so disappointed because recording quality, this thing is absolutely amazing. It's for like journalists out in the field. But like I said, no voiceover. So no. So yeah, no, that, that'll, that'll be great. Touching on the software update for a minute, have you had the opportunity to install a software update on this recorder yet? And how is that process? Um, I haven't. Basically, what you do is you download the update and copy it to the SD card, mm -hmm. and then um, you you go you press a couple buttons and go into the menus and do the update. I would pr recommend probably doing it with um, Iowa just to make yeah. sure that it updates. Sure. Um, but I haven't. Um, I have not updated it. As of yet, I think there there have been a couple updates, and I'm sure there'll be more as time goes on. I think the amazing thing is, um, after I did the podcast for Jonathan, um, I think there are a lot more blind people purchasing this thing because, I, I mean, just from anecdotal evidence that I've heard, just from my podcast, probably 15 or 20 people I know have gone out and bought it. So, Well, I'm going to be one of them soon, too. <laughs> I, I think it's one of these things that... Um, it's it's you know it's got a whole um audience base that zoom probably never even realized yeah i'm wondering if we all write to them and just tell them how much we love it and how much we would really value if they might include some additional accessibility options if they might consider that certainly oh, yeah. wouldn't hurt no no definitely wouldn't hurt I don't know what what it is what what the price is in Australian dollars, but in the U.S. you can you can get the the P4 for about two hundred dollars. You, you you can't beat the price. Yeah, that means about four hundred in Australia because I just checked it online and it was four hundred and two dollars. Good thing you're twice as rich as I am. That way you can afford it with no problem. <laughs> It's no work for a charity, mate. I don't get paid that much. Actually, I do. Actually, I shouldn't complain. But yeah, no. But I'll, 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 I'll have to start thinking very carefully because it was really funny. I had um, because of COVID last year. I was doing when I did a few interviews with some people. They came in, and I've got my. I mean, I've got my main mic for my mix on a boom, and I had to edit the recording so that I could keep moving the whole boom around to where they were sitting on the opposite side of my desk. Then I'd move the boom back and do my, my voice. And I thought there really has to be a better way of doing more than one person recording because they wanted to be on the, my talking tech for vision Australia program. And I just thought this is just so primitive and so ridiculous. So 
that's why I picked up my ears straight away, Tim, when you mentioned the um, the four XLR ports, because I just thought that would have been perfect um, for last year for COVID, because I just could have had the person basically sitting, or, you know, like you said, three other people sitting around a table with social distancing and just have a chit chat and do a proper recording. So that's the type of thing that I'll be really looking forward to because I, because I'm moving into more interview style podcasts now soon, rather than just doing straight demos. I think this thing's going to be an absolute perfect fit. The other thing, of course, you can do with the P4, um, David, is if you're doing remote stuff, Mm. you could have, uh, you could say be interviewing uh, one person on FaceTime and have another person on Zoom uh, because you you could have Zoom, you know, say FaceTime running through your iPhone and Zoom uh, running through your computer mm. and mm. they can hear each other and hear you. So, I mean, you know, wow. yeah, so that's pretty cool. Oh dear, it's getting even it's getting worse and worse now to stop pressing the buy button now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go back to him and listen to your um, interview because – I know Jonathan mentioned that uh, I think it was quite a few episodes ago. He briefly mentioned something about the Zoom, and I thought, "Oh, yeah, it's all right." That um, I haven't gone back to listen to it, but I will go back to um, to um, your podcast. Do you actually have like a? Do you? This is slightly going off track, but do you do your own podcast series at all, or do you just mainly just do pop up interviews? No, I, things. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't do my own podcast series. And by the way, Jonathan has pulled the trigger. He's he he's he has a P four. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh and uh, and Gary O'Donohue's pulled the trigger. He's got one. So Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, the heavy hitters, David, you can't be left behind here. No, I'll join the family now. Hey, that's it. No, that's it. All right. Fine. I'll just put myself on mute and go and buy it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought, thought that buy button would be coming into play pretty soon. Oh, no. here. I was trying yeah, hard. It, it, it's really worth it, in my opinion. I, I give it a big thumbs up. Um, you know, I mean, we, we sort of have mentioned it, but it does give one a way to very flexibly record uh, the iPhone in a lot of different circumstances. And, and one thing that you can do is it gives you a way to have a very nice sounding microphone on Clubhouse, for example, if you do it via the P4. I did see your post, Tim, on, on the the creators list about. Did you say you were you you were other people were hearing some voiceover um, a- output from from you on Clubhouse with with the P4? Or did I misunderstand that? Or, or is, is that a problem? Yeah, it is, and I don't know. I I don't know whether it's clubhouse or i don't know whether it's the lightning connector that i'm using everybody and their mother is making lightning connectors these days and i've i've even heard said heard that people are having problems sometimes even with the apple lightning connectors so there's a lot of aftermarket units but yes there is some crosstalk and i don't know i I, you know i haven't kind of gotten to the bottom of it yet but other people responded and said yes that they're they're having the same issue so i don't know whether it's a p4 issue or if, if it's a lightning to a 3.5 millimeter connector issue or what, um, you know, what's going on there. Cause I know when I've used it on, you know, for example, on zoom, the P4, I haven't, I haven't had that issue. So, but clubhouse is interesting because as an audio only platform that they didn't think of this ahead of time, that, that there were going to be people who would want to um, really bring good audio into clubhouse. 
And there are other ways of doing it. There's this thing called the iRig, and there's a bunch of different devices that you can use. But I think it's as more people get involved with Clubhouse, and and now that Clubhouse has gone to Android, um, I think there's going to be a lot more people interested in kind of upping the audio game into Clubhouse. So Yeah, it is interesting that, that they didn't seem to pay much attention to that. And the other thing that's nice is that you can, if you need to make a recording from any of those uh, conversations, I don't know if, what the legality of that is as far as Clubhouse is concerned, but but the P4 does offer that capability. I will do. I will test it a bit today myself. Um, I have the the Apple uh, Lightning adapter. I, I'm assuming it has. It, it's going to present the same problem for me, but I, I haven't really, you know, had been in a situation where I was moderating a room or something w- with with the PodTrack. Uh, where I would have known necessarily that voiceover was coming through to other people, but that that is disturbing. I, I was really hoping that would not be the case. So I hope hope we can find some way to solve that somehow. Yeah, obviously the other thing is if if you're you know if you were using a braille display, you could turn off voiceover and 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 deal with it that way. But yeah, hopefully there'll be a way to to figure out what's what's going on. Before I I I pulled the trigger and and you know, bought the P4, I did a lot of research and I talked to a lot of people. And my biggest question to myself was, can I do what I'm doing now using the P4? Can I do the same thing that I did, you know, that I did with my Mackie mixer and my Personas audio interface? And the answer is, is, is yes. So that, you know, that's, I think, one thing that kind of pushed me over the edge, just because the the footprint is so much smaller with the P4 than, you know, with these other devices. Well, and that's what really appeals to me. My desk space, especially now, is is quite at a premium. I've got all of my work gear, and then I've got my home gear. And granted, my current mixer is not very big, but having something that is even smaller and that I can move around more easily and, and take, um, take completely off the desk and use, you know, in the field or whatever. Um, it's just, it, the, the number of things that this thing can do is just what really appeals to me. Sorry. I was, I was actually filling in sure. my uh, shopping cart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, Oh, I better just whip back. I'll just do command tab back to zoom. Um, so Robert, it's your, it's all your fault now. So that's it. You're, you're in my blacklist now. Um, I've been there for a while. I'm I'm accustomed to it. I know. Look, so so to to um, what's the word for it? To appease my conscience, because I just think, well, you know, this is talking to you know, sort of the the, the boss at home. Uh, I was thinking, geez, I haven't updated my mixer now for ten whole years. That's a very very old <laughs> mixer now. It's an old USB. You know, it's got two three point five mil inputs or outputs, whatever it is on it, and it's only got one mic and blah blah blah. And I just thought. Because I, I I really don't want to buy another mixer, but I'm assuming the P4 in in most ways, if I want to do radio recordings, interview recordings, record devices, it can really take the place of a mixer. It can, with a few caveats. So mm. it does not have, um, like a traditional mixer usually has. Uh, you know, bass, mid-range, and treble yep. controls. So the yep. P4 doesn't have that. Okay. And the other thing that the P4 doesn't have that a that a regular mixer has is you can't 
you can't pan things on the P4R recording. So, um, but the fact that you get separate tracks, mm. you know, that you can do all that in post-production if you're, if, 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 you know, yes. if, so, so, mm. you know, if, if you're fine with that, then it's not, it's not a problem, but it is, you know, something just to, yep. to let people know. I can do exactly what I do with my regular mixer with the P4. I tested it out last weekend. And the only problem that I ran into at all, uh, which can be eliminated by plugging the P4 into power, either through my computer or a power brick, but I found that the battery, the AA batteries only lasted me a couple hours. I was on Zoom on a family call and it went on for about two and a half hours. And at some point near the end of it, the, the P4 just died and, you know, my Zoom uh, interface switched back to the to the default uh, internal speakers of the computer and the microphone and so forth, which was nice. I mean, it was seamless. It just kindly died and didn't cause any real trouble. But it, we, we don't know, we don't have an accessible way to know when the batteries are going. And I don't know whether it was because I, these were the batteries that came with the unit. Maybe they weren't that great of batteries. Maybe they had been sitting around a while. I don't know if it normally dies after a couple, two and a half hours of use, uh, you know, on battery power or not. But th that was a little surprising to me. I don't know if you had experience with, with the battery power in that way or not. Yeah. So the specs that I've seen have said that um, if you're running it on regular alkaline batteries, and of course, th this also depends on, obviously, um, whether you're running phantom power or not. But if you're running it on on alkaline batteries, you get about four hours record time. If you're running on um, like NIMH, nickel metal hydride rechargeables, you maybe get four and a half hours. And if you're running on lithium batteries, you get about nine. But I, I, I agree. I think the safest way to run it is either um, run it on your hooked up to your computer, or if you're you're not using the computer and you're really more portable, run it, if you run it off one of the USB bricks, um, you know, which are are plentiful these days, um, it makes it really portable and you can you can run it for quite a long time. So, but I agree with you, the battery life is is not great. I've got another question. <laughs> Funny enough. I often get told when I when I get into meetings to go, any questions except Woodbridge. So go ahead, Woodbridge, ask your questions. questions. <laughs> so I noticed him a lot of podcasters these days, they want to do the local recordings of your own mic and then they want you to upload those recordings and then they can do the multi track and they're getting the local mic input rather than going over the net and all that sort of stuff. So I'm assuming that that can be done quite easily or is the fact that the local because you said there was there was two types of audio files being saved there was the multi multi tracks happening and then the the whole the whole recording happening so i'm assuming you could really just grab your own track and then send that off to the actual person that wants to do the the multi track edit at the end of the day yes uh, and that's that's the new version of of what they used to call in radio the double ender so yes uh, David, you can just send if if you're doing a podcast with somebody and they say, David, can you send me your track? Mm. You just send them your track. They line it up in their DAW and bingo, it's all set. Very easy. Okay, yeah, because I, I I've got to do a um 
I've got to do a parallel podcast with Shelley Brisbane soon. And uh, I, I stuffed it up last time. <laughs> I ended up recording everybody, not just my voice. And I thought, oh, if Zoom does that, because every time I do, uh, my because when I do the radio program, I've got to record everything, unfortunately. Um, but I just thought that, cause, and, and I, sometimes I forget to do it. And I just thought if, if Zoom, the P4 is doing it automatically, then I haven't really got to worry about changing my setup every time I want to do a recording. So that sounds like a really nice and easy idea that, that way. And mm. I don't know if you, if you do multi-track editing yourself david but you know that's the other thing is is uh if you're using you know reaper or garage band or mm. um whatever you know yep. whatever in apple um it's and i haven't i haven't jumped into that whole um i haven't jumped into the whole multi-track thing because at this point i don't need it but it's it's uh you know it's another option with a p4 yeah. with a p4 it's it's built right in. So. Yeah, because I know the um, the person that does the um, the talking tech stuff. I, I do, he's retired now. He that's Stephen Joel. He does the sort of the he asks me all the the questions for the topics for the show for that week, and I, I'm just really lazy because I've often thought about doing multi track stuff, but because I'm mainly doing well so far up at the moment, mainly just podcast demos and the show, I can get away avoiding multi track. Um, but if I really start doing what I want to start doing this year and next year um i really want to start doing sort of more interview type style ones and i'm really going to have to start doing multi-track recording so um but that's going to be really good because i'm getting tired of every time i want to do something properly i feel like i've got to sit here and reconfigure my machine completely and i just think there must be a, a, an easier way of doing this and unfortunately i'm the only one that does um audio recordings from where i work from a blindness perspective so if i don't know it Nobody else does, unfortunately. So it's like make it up as I go along, which is a bit of a pain sometimes. Well, the P4 yeah. will make it very automatic for, for you mm. to get those that tracks. And, yep. and and then, it, you know, uh, you can certainly use Amadeus Pro to, to do the multi-track. I mean, mm. even with this podcast, I don't really do multi-track, but I do record uh, me on one channel and you all on another channel. Then I split okay. those up into two um stereo track so that I can mm. pan it a little bit so right. that I'm kind of a little more on the left and you guys are a little more on the right when, when you have headphones on and listen to the podcast. Um, mm. but, but yeah, the multi-track stuff is interesting to me. My, my worry about it is the challenge of getting it all lined up. I know there are mm. ways to do it, <laughs> yep. but, but you want to make sure that everything ends up sounding right when you when you're done with the with the post production. But but it just takes a little, I think, experience, a little practice. Just a just a really silly question. This is, this is at the moment I'm just using a. I mean, I went I went into our local music store here in basically. Well, I'm, I'm sort of north of Sydney in the central coast between Sydney and Newcastle. But that probably doesn't mean much to you folks overseas. But I just went in there and I just thought, you know, just give me a couple hundred dollar microphone and XLR mic that'll do. Um, can you get, like, can you get sort of, because I just think if I have to start wearing stand, if I have to start putting stands around a table, it's going to be painful. Can you get an XLR mic that sort of, I don't know, either clips on or does something different rather than just having to have a, a microphone in a stand all the time? Well, I would, if you're, if you're going to do it that way, I don't know if I do, I, I think I'd get, um, I don't know if you can clip it on, but. You mm. can get you can get probably a desk stand that would that would be high enough so that um, all of your um, mm. all of your interviewees 
you know, would, would have the mic at mouth level. Cause that's kind of the most important thing. I mean, that's the exactly. nice thing I, yeah. I've got, a, I've got, and I think you have it. And, and I assume Robert does too. I've got one of these, um, mic booms. I do. Uh, yep. which I love. Mm. Um, and you know, makes a, and you know, road makes one and there's a bunch of people that make them. Um, but if you don't want to, if you don't want, want to do that and have four mic booms clipped to your table, Mm. You can, you can, uh, you could probably get a stand, you know, little individual stands that would be mm. high enough that would sit on, sit on your desk. So, but that would put the mics at mic level. And that's the other thing about having people being able to monitor themselves, I think makes exactly. a difference because then they know they can hear how far away they are from the microphone and, you know. Exactly right. Yeah. Cause I, I, I often, because people say to me, oh, you know, I, I don't know why you bother using a mixer. Why don't you just, you know, just use a normal mic and talk into the Mac or whatever else you're doing. It's like I could not stand not hearing myself talking on a mic now because if I try and do the, you know, the Armadeus sort of playback where you can actually hear yourself via Armadeus Pro, even though I've got a USB connection, it's probably about a tenth of a second delay between me speaking and hearing my voice back, whereas going straight through the mixer, I can actually literally hear myself talking in my headphones, which is actually much easier. So, yeah, I just I, I, I just think it's just much easier to have. And every time I go into a, a radio program um, here on the Central Coast for the ABC Broadcasting Commission and do an interview with those guys, I sit in front of this lovely boom array that's got the microphone at your proper mouth, and I think I so want one of those arrays. Yeah. <laughs> be absolutely beautiful. The other thing you could you could do, um, but this is you know this adds its own complexity. Is you could, mm. if you didn't want to use regular mics, you probably could use like lapel mics. But then the placement of those, you know, gets funky yeah, exactly. too. So, yeah. um, and the other thing that that you that you want is you probably, if you're going to be doing um, interviews with multiple people in the same space, you put, you want to get mics that are cardioid so that um, they're not going to be, they'll just be picking up basically what's in front of them. Oh, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh dear. Looks like there's more purchase on the, on the horizon. I better space them out a bit. Cause if, I think if I do everything at once, I'll, um, I might get slightly in trouble by somebody. <laughs> ka-chow, ka-ching. Yeah. Just keep that, just keep that credit card handy. You're, uh, uh-huh. you're, you're well, on, well on your way here. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, you're like the little evil voice inside my head. No, thank you. <laughs> There'll be none of that. Get back in your box. I, I was impressed with the David Woodbridge podcasting slash exercise program where you, you, you have to swing the boom around to get everybody's voice oh, on, on the podcast. <laughs> so you were getting an exercise in while you were podcasting. It was, it was, very, it was very good. I think it's good for I your know. health. How's that for making it? How's that for making it up as you go along? I know, because people were saying, "Gee, you sounded so that, that that was a great interview," and I thought, "Yeah, you don't know how long it took me to edit the damn thing." Yeah, so. no kidding, a lot, 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 uh, lot of work I, there. I just think this will alleviate a lot of that sort of stuff, and the fact that too is because I'm assuming Tim, it's very portable. Like you were saying, you can run it on batteries. So if I have to go down to um, say, you know, major companies over the next six to so months and do an interview about new technology coming out. Um, it's not too hard to actually take that on the road with you. 
No, no, and it's not hard at all. The other thing you you probably want to get for it, I would recommend if you're going to be taking on the roads because it is all plastic. Is I would definitely get some kind of case for it. Um, okay, yeah. There's a really nice hard shell case that I bought. It's a little mm-hmm. expensive, but it was specifically made for the P4, so it has foam, fits in there beautifully. Uh, and it, it's, uh, I think you got it too, Tim, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes, I did. It is a nice case. And, and it's even got underneath you, it's got room for the cables. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, which is nice. Um, and, okay. but you know, it's funny, Robert, because you talk about David's exercise. And of course, you know, it's luckily we don't do video because you imagine all these, you know, in video where they have these shotgun mics and they've got this person with a boom pole who's got a, hold this thing mm. up for hours and hours <laughs> and point it at whoever who's talking. Mm. Uh, uh, it gets, it gets a little, it gets a little crazy, but you know, the other thing about all this is that you can really go a little crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm in our kind of office slash spare bedroom here and there's no audio treatment in here at all. And, you know, it, it's interesting because that, you know, that obviously too, that, that makes um, mm. somewhat of a difference. Um, and that's why, you know, a lot of people who do podcasting um, say that, you know, you should use dynamic microphones as opposed to condenser mics because dynamics are, are a little less sensitive and aren't going to be picking up, if you're in a really echoey room, they're not going to be picking up all the background. And, you know, most most of us don't have the room to get a, or they, or the money to buy a, a $2,000 um, sound booth and put it in our houses. What kind of microphone are you using right now, Tim? It's a Presonus PD-70. It just came out recently, and it's about $130. It's a dynamic mic, and it's it looks just like the Shure SM7B, but it's about a quarter of the price. And I've had a lot of problems with microphones because most of them, and this is this is a, a cardioid mic. Most of the mics that I've used, I just find for my voice, they're just too boomy. And I, I, you know, I go on YouTube all the time. I look at the reviews and I saw this one and I watched a bunch of reviews and I said, I think this one would actually work with my voice because it, it's got a little bit of a, a dip in the low end. So it's not as boomy. And, uh, for me, it works great, but you know that's that's another hard thing is because there's you know there aren't any there's you know Robert there's no more Radio Shack anymore right so um, if you don't have a local music place near you it's you really can't go out and test any of these things and that's the thing is it really depends on a you know matching a microphone with a person's voice. And it's hard to do that when you're ordering ordering something on Amazon or Sweetwater or whatever. Yeah, for sure. That is that is a real issue. Well, you all, we've been going for about an hour and 15 minutes here. It's flown oh by goodness, for me. Fast. Wow. And uh, sure sounds, like, sounds like for you all too. But I think we probably want to um, draw this to a close. I don't know. I'd like to check and see if anybody has any final comments questions or anything you'd like to be sure and say but for my part i'm positive on the podtrack p4 and i would encourage people to take a serious look at it and i just want to thank you tim for 
taking some of your time to spend with us this morning. Well, this was great. And this, this, this was a lot of fun. And, and I would just say that I would echo all your sentiments and say, you know, particularly if you're, and in particular, if you're somebody who's new into the whole podcasting realm, I think the P4 is a good entry level unit that can, you know, that can work for a long time, even, even if your, you know, podcast changes and gets a little more complicated. David, what's what's the final word from Australia? Well, the fact that I've just bought one. <laughs> um, no, look, it's, it sounds really good. I mean, I've been I've been itching to get um, ever since COVID started happening last year, and because every time I do multiple interviews, I start groaning and say to people, "Look, you know, can I just not do it face to face, guys? Because COVID." And then this year, I was I was starting to be asked to do some interviews. Because everybody apparently wants to get and talk to me about new technology coming out, and I just think I just don't want to do face-to-face interviews because it's so much easier to record on Zoom if I have to. Um, but this is going to really free it up, which means if I go and you know talk to humanware in Australia or here in Australia, there's Pacific Vision, there's Quantum Technology, um, you know Guide Dogs Australia, all those different ones. It's just it just sounds like it's just going to be the thing I've been looking for because. I, I cringe when I think, oh, look, I've got a new M1 MacBook Pro. I'll just use its mic. And then, of course, you get all the room noise and you're not recording at the same level and you've got to normalize stuff and it's just a pain in the neck. So if I can literally go into an office, have two small uh, – have sorry, sorry, have two XLR mics on two little stands, the Zoom P4 and my Mac, then and then a couple of headphones that – you know, I've got here, um, this is my office, but I call it the toy room because it's a tech toy room. And it was originally my boy's toy room full of Lego, but now it's a tech toy room. And my son accidentally bought five sets of headphones off Amazon because I asked him to do something for me to buy one set of headphones and he bought five for some reason. So now I have <laughs> these beautiful monitoring five headsets. And I thought, oh, that guy would go very nicely with my Zoom. So now I can have a little backpack, which would be the the Zoom P4, the headsets, the mic stands, the mics, the cables, and I've really got my own little portable recording studio. So I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant. You're in business. and in business. Mm. When you get it, if you, if you if I can help in any way, do, do some testing or I've had a little more experience than you have with it. Not much, but if I can be helpful in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out. Allison, your your thoughts, your feelings, what what do you make of all this crazy talk? Well, I also want to thank you, Tim. I'll be I'll be purchasing mine here in the next week or so. And, you know, I'd been in the market for a good portable digital recorder for a while, and I'd been toying with the idea of replacing my mixer. So this allows me to do both in one relatively um, inexpensive, considering all the things you're getting, package. So I'm very excited. I'm going to probably get all the cables and accessories and the case, of course, that you can get with it as well. So uh, sorry, honey. <laughs> My husband's like, like oh, no. So. <laughs> Actually, sorry, Tim, I just realized something that I've just realized that I don't have to do. Um, the Zoom it's, the Zoom P4, that's all self-contained. So I really don't have to use a Mac. If it do, I can just take the 
headphones mic and the zoom because I'm only using the Mac to do the editing, aren't I? Yes. And if you want to take, if you, if you, if you're going to be recording for a while and you want to take a, mm. like a little, uh, you know, USB brick with you just yep, to yep. power it. Yeah. That's all you need. You don't need your Mac. Ah, oh, look, even better. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's cross number six on the list of why I needed to buy it. So that's good. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I'll stop talking here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll have that recording from the P4 on the SD card. You just bring that back. Plug it into your Mac yeah. and do your editing. It's, it's no, the, the, honestly, this is really what I've what I've been looking for. So I know it's it's going to be it's going to be brilliant. I might even, I mean I know you've done a podcast, Tim. I might even um, I, I might even do my own podcast on it when I when I get it up and running. So no, it's 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 going to be fun. So no, I'm looking forward to it because yeah, as of next week, I've been asked to do something slightly different with what I'm doing at the moment. So this is a bit of a I won't say it's a bit of a godsend, but it's really come at a, a really really great time. So. Thanks for um, sharing your opinion and your thoughts about the product. It's actually really fantastic. You know, we, we need, David, we need a, a P4 uh, unboxing from the Aussie perspective. So, Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep. Hope you do it. I'm looking forward to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, you all. Well, this is Robert, one of the tech doctors. I'm just going to simply say so long for now. And this is Allison, one of the tech doctors, saying bye, everyone. And this is the other poor tech doctor who just spent $403.10 on a product that I wasn't expecting to purchase this evening. So uh, if you don't hear from me, you know what's happened to me, folks. So I'll, I'll talk to you at some stage in the future. <laughs>